You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hey guys, this is episode 98 of the Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your gracious host as always, Vivian. And yes, I know it's been a minute, but we are now at a point where I feel like we've discussed a lot of important topics and I would like to keep it that way. I don't want to become one of those podcasts that basically recycle content and talk about the same things. That's boring. It's inauthentic. So I say all of this to say that I will only put out content that I feel will add value to my wonderful listeners. It's the same thing with the show's YouTube page. I don't post every week or whatever the influencers are doing. I post when I feel inspired and when I feel like I have a message that will resonate with a lot of people. On to the show. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm sure a lot of people wonder about. I mean, every companion at some point has been asked by a client. Do you have a boyfriend? Or worse, they've tried to become your boyfriend so they don't have to pay you. Hell no. (laughs) But that's a story for another day. But before we get into that, what's in the news? But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax accounting and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. This is from Air Force Times, July 21st, 2022. And the title of the article, Air Force Scientist Got His, quote, really hot, end quote, prostitute, a contractor job, courts docs show. Ah, (laughs) really hot prostitutes. (laughs) Anywho, I promise this is the actual headline. These articles kill me. But the start of the article says, and I quote, It's a tale as old as time. Military scientist meets prostitutes. Scientist falls in love with prostitutes. Scientist gets prostitutes hired as an Air Force Research Lab contractor. A federal investigation ensues. (laughs) I mean, I have to say, this guy was pretty bold, but let's dive into this article. A recently unsealed search warrant details an extensive scam by Jim Gord, a senior research of advanced propulsion technologies at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, Ohio, and an unnamed female escort with whom he was in a sexual relationship. He urged a lab contractor and friend to hire the woman based on her fraudulent resume and her looks in 2017. He also moved federal funding around to pay her salary and named her as the chair of a scientific panel 
on engine and rocket technology despite her lack of experience. He met with her on several occasions and paid her $400 an hour for various sexual acts, according to a December 2019 search warrant application. First of all, how the fuck do they know what kind of thing she was doing? Like, let's keep reading on. Gord declared his love for her, and she declared hers for him. How romantic. I mean, I have to say, this man definitely was in love if he's moving federal funds and hiring her in a federal job. Like, he was definitely in love with her. According to the Daily Beast publication, what a name, neither Gord nor the women have faced charges. Online obituary sites showed Gord died of an unnamed cause last year. Damn, the plot thickens. Rest in peace to that man. So basically the guy's dead and they're still writing this article in 2022. <laughs> the scheme came to light in 2019 when Spectral Energy's owner, Sukesh Roy, snitched to the military investigators that Gord, who managed the funding for his company's Air Force contract, was engaging in unethical government contract negotiations, had communicated threats of violence, and was regularly soliciting prostitution while on the installation and while traveling on official U.S. Air Force business. Gord suggested that Roy hired a woman who he claimed he had met on a flight to Washington and had become something of a mentor to after several personal and professional meetings. Gord highly encouraged Roy to hire her, speaking favorably of her technical expertise, the affidavit stated. He then finished by saying, she's also really hot. Well, that was the first dumbass shit he did. <laughs> yeah, that was just dumb. Why would you even say that? You know some people are haters. Anywho, the woman started work as an administrative technician at Spectro Energies, but did not fully understand how to use basic word processing and document creation software and struggled to formulate coherent inter-office emails, the affidavit said. She failed to complete tasks on time and did not provide the non-existent college transcripts that she claimed would come from the University of Tennessee, the University of Cincinnati, and the University of South Florida. She also fucked up by doing too much. <laughs> How many universities do you need transcripts from? Seriously? Like, you couldn't have just picked a couple and did what you did? <laughs> oh my goodness. I guess they probably didn't think anybody would notice. But hey, once you have a hater... They will stitch on you. In reality, she was a prostitute whom Gord, who was married for more than 30 years, met in Cincinnati. Why they had to disclose he was married and embarrass his poor wife is beyond me. Uh, he charged the woman's $400 per hour rate for sex to his government credit card. Another dumb move. As well as that of several escorts that he hired around the country. So I guess he's client, but he happened to fall in love with this one girl. Roy confronted Gord about the issue and asked him to cut off their contact. Gord grew angry and threatened to bring a gun to work to end it all, the affidavit said. Gord also reminded Roy of Bangladeshi ethnicity that Gord was a senior research scientist at AFLR. AFLR, by the way, stands for Air Force Research Lab. And that Roy was an immigrant the old boys club at AFLR would never believe Roy if he disclosed the information about a scientist as well as respected as Gord, the affidavit said. After working for Roy for nearly a year, the woman was hired by a rival company, Innovative Scientific Solutions, Inc. So now this leads me to believe that 
Roy was full of shit and lying because if she didn't have any experience or didn't do a good job where she was, why would another company hire her? Or was she just that good (laughs) as an escort and got another guy to fall in love with her over at this new place, Innovative Scientific Solutions? Gord funneled more than half of the $250,000 in grant money that typically went to Roy each quarter to the woman's new company and brought her along to scientific conferences on behalf of ISSI, the affidavit said. So I see where the problem is now. Basically, Roy was mad that Gord, who was his senior in this company, was giving the money that was supposed to go to him to this girl. So then he snitched. Because there's no way he's just snitching out of nowhere. I knew something was up. Over the next few months, several colleagues shared with Roy that Gord was introducing her around professional circles as a research assistant. Roy learned that Gord had arranged for her to chair a scientific panel at an upcoming research and applications of photonics and defense conference as a technical expert. Roy was definitely jealous of this woman because that was probably supposed to be him chairing this panel because, come on, he's thinking she's dumb, you know, she's a hoe, and this guy is like bringing her and parading her around all the nerdy scientific stuff. But I have to give it to her. Like, she obviously was able to carry herself around these circles. Like, you have to know how to either bullshit your way through panels or know what you're talking about. Or maybe they stayed up all night or, you know, over the course of uh, some time to rehearse, talk about what was going to be discussed. Like, I feel like this girl was not as dumb as Roy would lead us to believe. When agents with the Air Force Office of Special Investigations searched Gord's office in April 2019, they found condoms. Thank God. Hopefully he's not out here raw dogging everybody when he has a wife at home. So at least he was practicing uh, responsible sex. They also found female underwear and empty bottles of generic Viagra. Why do they have to throw shade like that? Why, <laughs> why, they, why couldn't they just say Viagra? Why do they got to say generic? <laughs> shade. Petty boots. They also uncovered emails discussing the need to come up with a strong cover story in case they were questioned further. Well... I don't know why they felt the need to. I'm sure this was company email they used to communicate, which was dumb. Again, a few months later, agents discovered nude photos and the hourly rates of various women from Discreet Desires, an escort service in Cincinnati, on Gord's government laptop. Gord, like, what is going on? You are fucking up, sir. Like, first of all, I don't even know why you would want to shit where you eat. As in do all this on government property with government funds. Like, that's just dumb. That's a recipe for disaster. And second of all, if you must go here, why, please, why, sweet baby Jesus, would you use government laptop? You know they're watching you. Like, what is, I guess he felt he was, you know, untouchable or something. I mean, because he did dismiss Roy saying nobody would believe him. And sidebar, I did Google this escort agency and their website is still up and running, which is pretty interesting. But if I were them, I would uh, (laughs) watch my back because I know they're small fish, which is probably why they didn't get raided or whatever. But if they wanted to, the same way they did Michelle Burke here, our South Florida girl, the same way they try to prosecute them so they could give up their client list, this could very well happen to Discreet Desire's company. So... Anyways, an Excel spreadsheet entitled Burner Log, okay, 
contained more than three years worth of Gord's text messages with nearly 30 prostitutes across the United States. This has to be part of the investigation's discovery because I refuse to believe that Mr. Gord was dumb enough to save text messages and an Excel spreadsheet. It has to be Roy. Roy probably like compiled all of this stuff because it's titled burn log So <laughs> that was his burn file, I guess. And he served it up to the authorities. Many of the 27 women listed on the Excel document were foreign nationals from countries considered U.S. national security concerns, the affidavit said. So basically Russian. The search warrant application does not state whether the Ohio woman still works at ISSI or whether any of Gore's escorts compromised the safety and security of the programs he handled. I highly doubt it because half the stuff they were saying in this article would not make sense to anyone who was not in this world. Unless they were sent as spies, which I highly doubt, your secret is safe, USA. The Air Force did not respond to a request for comment made Wednesday by Air Force Times. Of course they didn't. Most of their higher-ups probably have their own misuse of government funds. (laughs) They probably have their own hoes they're hiring, so of course they didn't respond. The man is dead. Before his death, Gordon was an internationally recognized leader in the development and application of optical measurement techniques for advanced propulsion and fuel systems. See? Does that make any sense to you? Like, does that mean anything to you if this is not your world? And this was according to the Air Force Research Lab. He was named a 2016 fellow at the American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics, the world's largest aerospace professional society at the time. Gord made advancements in high-power, high-repetition rate burst mode laser diagnostic systems. See? More shit that doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Unless you are in that world. His research has produced myriad fundamental technology breakthroughs that enable scientists and engineers to better understand the performance of real-world air breathing and rocket engines, AFRL said in a release. What a story. This article caught my eye not just because it touches our world, but also because this has kind of been a fantasy of mine to be on someone's payroll as a W-2 employee. Of course, I would prefer a self-made man because I don't want any smoke from the government. But yeah, my allowance would basically come from his company and my job would be to be his girlfriend. That's an amazing thing. And I'm still waiting, Mr. Bezos, call me. And actually, there are quite a few tech CEOs that have recently relocated to Miami. So uh, go ahead, call me. Put me on payroll, daddy. Of your own company, of course. Don't misuse uh, government funds or whatever to pay me. But yeah, this story is so wild because on one hand, I think it was super sweet of him to hire her because he loved her. But then on the other hand, it was extremely dumb of him to think he could get away with it, especially when you work with haters and snitches. It kind of reminds me of Anthony Weiner, who used government funds to hire that high-end escort in New York, who has gone on to be a millionaire in her own right as well. And she married up, kudos to her. Anthony's wife eventually divorced him after trying to stick beside him, and he got caught up in yet another scandal and actually was sent to prison. He was a disgraced politician until CNBC decided to give him a talking segment on one of their regular programs. But this was before he got got again and sent to prison. I forget the name of the program he was, but he was on there regularly. And I was semi-shocked because I'm like, wow, if the tables were turned and he happened to be a woman, would she have the same... Slack. Would they cut her the same slack? And now, today, he's out of prison and he has a new radio show airing Saturdays on WABC in New York. (laughs) What a turn of events. I mean, this whole story is messy. Mr. Gord isn't even alive to tell his side of the story. And of course, they dragged his poor wife into this. 
it's giving very much messy media. And I would say that he probably would have been indicted if he was alive, but who knows? Like, Anthony Weiner wasn't indicted. He was just, you know, stripped of his office title. But then he went on to make even more money because then everybody else wanted him. So what do you guys think? (laughs) What do you think of this article? What do you think of this whole mess? Email me, Vivian at TSEGP.com and let me know because, honey, the government and its related entities can be more dramatic than your favorite soap opera. I hope you enjoyed. And I will post the link to this news article, of course, in the show notes. Okay, on to the main topic of today's episode. So I saw this tweet from a fellow companion back on Valentine's Day, and it basically said, and I quote, okay, I'm off civilian dating back to the streets. (laughs) And of course, the thread spun a long list of ladies telling their own civilian dating horror stories. Plus, there have been similar threads like this, and I thought it would be interesting to talk about this on the show because the whole point of me starting this podcast was A, to inform the general public of this world, and B, to show us as normal people with normal lives, you know, like, even me doing this podcast paints me as more than just a hoe. (laughs) The fact that I'm able to produce a podcast will show you that we are very multifaceted people. So I thought, you know what, let's talk about this, because this is always something that comes up. As I said earlier, clients will ask you if you're dating, you know, people want to know if it's okay to date and do this job, yada, yada, yada. Me personally, I've never dated a guy that wasn't taking care of me, as in paying bills, giving me money, taking me on trips, etc. So for me, the only difference between civilian and companion dating is that As an escort, I charge by the hour and I run it like a business. But if I met you in the real world, it will seem more authentic. But I still expect the same things. (laughs) Like I I actually expect more. I expect, you know, to be spoiled, rotten, you know, treated like a princess. And of course, you know, it's not one sided. Treat me well, I treat you well. Same thing with this business. But of course, that's not the case for everybody in this industry. I know ladies that literally take care of men in their personal lives. They date bums, but these are legit high-end companions. But in their personal lives, they're out here dating scums, and then they come back crying when it doesn't work out. And after a few times, you're like, okay, I'm just going to stop giving you advice because clearly you're not, you don't care, you know, because the whole thing is, oh, but I want love. I I, want to. I want to, you know, have sex with someone that I love, not just clients. And I'm just like, okay, that's nice. But why do you have to select the worst person on planet Earth to be with? Like, you can still choose to be with somebody that doesn't treat you like shit, spend all your money and still cheat on you, by the way. (laughs) There's that as well. So you're here supporting this dude that you quote unquote love and taking care of him financially, paying all the bills. And of course, he resents you (laughs) for what you do. And cheats on you to, you know, I guess, gain his manhood or whatever. And then you come back crying and it's like the cycle repeats itself. And I just, I I literally cannot. (laughs) I tend to kind of uh, slowly remove myself from the lives of these people, though. You know, you've heard the saying, you are the sum of the five people you hang out with. So these days, I prefer to surround myself with my family or people that are on the same frequency as me. Otherwise, it's not going to work. And then I also know companions that are married. In fact, we've interviewed a couple of them on this show. 
I'm curious to hear from other companions what your take is on civilian dating versus companion dating. Keep in mind that there is no right or wrong way when it comes to your personal life. We all have to do what works for us. But as I said, I just don't see myself dating in my personal life if the guy was not contributing to my life in a major way and making my life a lot easier. A lot of women have stated that it's hard to go back to traditional dating after being in this business, and you can't blame them. The men we date are gentlemen, at least the ones that actually pass screening. They value our time, and for the most part, they don't play games, which can't be really said about the dating world today. There are literally social media threads, videos, podcasts dedicated to the topics of the games people play while dating in today's world. It seems like people are so insecure and deathly afraid of having their hearts broken that they resort to self-sabotage, playing the role of the one breaking the hearts, or they're completely antisocial and key to themselves at home. It's all very sad. In fact, it would seem that this world of ours is the only safe space to date these days where you can almost guarantee the outcome. I mean, think about it. All the drama, I mean, and we've talked about it extensively on, on this show, all the drama that comes to dating can really, you know, affect your mental health. Like, why not just be with someone where you can have a mutually beneficial thing? And of course, if it grows to be something more, great. <laughs> but I swear, this world is way more better than the civilian world would have you believe. But we also know and hear of escorts complaining about this being a lonely world, so much so that it pushes them to jump into relationships, knowing very well that the person they're with isn't right for them only to have their hearts broken and their world even more jaded, and then they swear off dating completely. But it's what I was just saying earlier with the girls that end up dating bums or whatever, and then the bums still cheat on them, and then they're heartbroken and they become hardened. And it just, uh, I, I mean, I, I get it. Me personally, I find that having a full balanced life where I'm doing the things that I love in my personal life spending time with my loved ones and only letting people of the same frequency into my space has been so helpful. And also time in this world helps you realize that you only need to focus your energy on things that serve you. And it's crazy because our job is literally being a companion to others. And it's so bizarre that even as someone whose job dictates being around different types of people, that person can still be lonely. But the issue, ladies and gentlemen, is within, not without. You have to look inward to find out what's going on with you and figure out what your demons are so you can fight them and you're not trying to distract yourself by running into the arms of someone who ends up being toxic and treating you like shit. That's why comedians reveal how depressed they are. They even go as far as ending their lives, but on the outside looking in, it's like they seem happy, so we're shocked when you hear that some comedian committed suicide he was, he was always happy. He made people laugh. Yeah. A lot of comedians have stated that that's their only way to feel normal is by having people around them happy because they're not happy. They're fighting demons nobody knows about. And I personally recommend you go to therapy to help you talk through everything you're feeling. Dr. Julie Kay, who was interviewed on this podcast, is an excellent source. Start there. Let's talk about... <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's like people don't. And when I say people, that includes us as escorts. There are many escorts that don't consider themselves normal until they don't date somebody that's paying them. And they think, oh, okay, well, this is true love. And I'm just like, no, because there are plenty of women that are not escorts 
that still marry up or date up. And by date up, I mean date men that make more than them and benefit from them financially. Like, this is not new. Like, it's been happening since the beginning of time. I don't understand why when it comes to, you know, exchanging time for money, then all of a sudden people are up in arms and they're like, oh, this isn't real because, you know, I paid for it. It's kind of like going to the grocery store and getting food and then paying for it and going home and throwing it all in the trash because you're like, well, this isn't real food. I have to pay for it. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Okay, so now let's talk about escorts who have partners and spouses. I personally believe that unless your partner is also in this business, it's going to be very hard for them to understand this job. I'm not saying that it's impossible, but from the stories I've heard from ladies deciding to be honest about what they do, which is another thing is like they always want to like tell all their business like, lady, wait and see how this goes. The girls that have decided to be honest about what they do from day one say that it's almost impossible to do this job and have a long-term relationship because resentment always kicks in and you have the weirdos that cheat and tell their escort partner that it's the same thing. So much messiness. Like, you're out here being with different dudes. Why can't I do that? Because it's my job. Well, then this is my job too, but it's not. You're just doing this to spite me, which is why (laughs) I just don't think it's for me personally. I wouldn't divulge what I do because it's no one's business. And ideally, the best transition would be to just marry a client so that way there are no secrets and both parties know each other's expectations. Everyone's on the same page, you know, versus trying to date and marry someone on the outside and then you having to explain what it's just too much. It's too much work. Like when I meet men in my civilian life, I tell them I have an office job. But that's a story for another day. And then there was another tweet from an escort that said, and I quote, being a companion has ruined my faith in believing in real love. And this kind of broke my heart because the word love, this word love is subjective and has most definitely been warped by big corporations trying to sell us shit. While I love and I believe in romance, I'm a hopeless romantic, hopeless romantic over here. I honestly believe that the only, quote, real love is between parent and child. Feel free to debate me. Everything else is just like and lust, which can also be just as deep if we don't lie to ourselves. Because think about it. People will go above and beyond for their family. But in a heartbeat, they'll divorce somebody or break up with somebody if it's not working out. They could have been so in love with this person in the beginning. And now all of a sudden it's a bitter, messy divorce. I mean, we've seen it plenty of times. It becomes this nasty divorce. But in my mind, I'm thinking, but at some point you really love this person so much so that you said vows, you know, and signed a a legal marriage contract because you really love this person. What happened? Love doesn't really go away. Like, so again, real love is usually between parent and child, because that's usually the one that doesn't go away. I mean, It's very hard for that bond to be broken. I'm sure it's happened a couple of times, but it's super hard. Even kids that are abandoned by their parents are still always longing for them. Like, oh my God, I want to know my mom. Or adopted kids, they always want to go find their birth parents. There's that bond is the only thing I believe is real love. Now there's love too. You can love other people, but unconditional love, that's between parents and child. 
everything else has a condition, which is why I don't understand why people feel the need to say, oh, if I'm dating in the civilian world without exchange of money, then I feel a little bit better. The guy is still going to be spending money some way, somehow. It might not be in the professional setting where you have your rates and he's booking you for a certain amount of time, but he's still spending money on dinner. He's still spending money on trips. He's still spending money on this and that. So money will always be exchanged. Try to get it out of your mind that you can't date as a civilian unless there was no money involved. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I think being in this business can definitely make you jaded if you don't watch yourself. You constantly have to check in within and make sure you're not letting this business harden you because that will affect other aspects of your civilian life as well. And it'll make you bitter. Who wants that? Who wants to be a bitter bitch, you know, just seeing the world as doom and gloom all the time? That's no fun. And I wanted to weigh some pros and cons of civilian dating. You know, even though, again, it's not really my thing, (laughs) mostly because people think civilian dating means that you're not spending money on me, which that's not the case. Okay, pros (laughs) and cons of civilian dating. Pro, you don't get the harsh judgment escorts gets for being hoes. Con, men then think you are naive and will accept the bare minimum treatment because you're desperate to be married. See, pro. Men look at you as more, quote, pure, and they're more likely to marry you. Con, they could also be sleeping with the very escorts that they would never marry while they're married. I mean, we've talked about this. A lot of our clients are married. Like, if we weren't seeing married men, we, a lot of us would not be in business. So keep that in mind. Pro, it might be easier for him to bring you around family and you feel closer to him. Con, just because he brings you around his friends and family doesn't necessarily mean he loves you and wants to marry you. You see how this, this is all relative. This is all subjective. Like, just keep your business to yourself. (laughs) Okay, let me give another example. If you were a civilian, working a civilian job, and you met another civilian who also worked a civilian job, and you guys decided to go out, would you be talking about your job on the date? Or would you be trying to get to know this person? Just frame it that way and hopefully that'll help you maneuver the whole world of dating. And honestly, I'm not going to lie. Most of you probably already know this. Civilian dating does not appeal to me because it almost always never includes the man providing for me financially. I'm expected to love him unconditionally, give him the best sex of his life, make him happy, etc., etc. But what's in it for me? There are literally men whose motto is to never pay for women. So they date women. Spend money on everything else but her. They will spend money on a lavish dinner, bottles at the club, trips. But the minute the woman needs a dollar, they'll spit on her and tell her she's a hoe. Of course, there are women that accept this behavior, so it will continue. But that's just not my cup of tea. I'm just, I'd rather be with a man who is naturally generous, who I don't have to like ask for money every five minutes because I personally do not like asking for shit. Like, I feel like you should just give it to me. (laughs) But that's a story for another day. Anyways, I'm going to leave you with this. If you're going to date an escort, make sure that you are providing for her financially and making her life easier. Do not expect to stop paying because you like her. Because contrary to your beliefs, people don't give less when they like someone or something. They give way more. Have an amazing week. 
Bye. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.